Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Skechers. Well, hello, everybody. It's seven o'clock. It's Friday night. It's the long run live stream and podcast brought to you in association with Sketches and the 40 Rounds Running Community. I'm Ian Wilson. Lovely to see you. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about training, overtraining, undertraining, finding that right balance in the middle training. So we're going to be talking about that in great detail. There's loads of other stuff to get stuck into. It's a big event in the 40 calendar this week. It's the return of the South End Half Marathon. Lots of people looking forward to that. Unfortunately, I won't be there, but more about that later. Chris, Toby, Al, all in the house. How are we all doing, fellas? I'm a bit stuffed. I had a big dinner. But more importantly, just to let the uh, – by the way, welcome, everyone. Uh, Just to let the viewers and listeners know, we was arguing literally – Five seconds before Tobe cut us and stuck us live on 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 air is because we was arguing whether we needed special birthday opening for next week. So email us in this week at what's the email, Wilco? Long run show at gmail.com. Yeah, send us in an email with a vote. Do you want a birthday, special birthday? I mean, as you know by now, we spend a lot of time on this sort of stuff. So we want to make sure we get a really, really good opening for you next week for the birthday. It's a bit of a collector's week. item that we've thought a week ahead about what we might actually do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, it, well, I, I put my hand up. It wasn't me that thought of it. Um, but the, <laughs> but yeah, so emailing at something.com, let us know. And as always, all you people who are watching and li- uh, listening live, Fire in your questions, uh, whether it's in Vive. We in, are we on Facebook tonight, Tom? He's not sure. Oh no, he's not. Can't just nod your head, Tom. Yeah, can't talk, Tom. Okay, it's an audio format, yeah. mate. Um, yeah, and uh, and stick your questions on YouTube. We we'll get your emails in. We've got. I think if we get time, we'll get to a couple of emails this week as well. So thanks to everybody who keeps sending them into Wilco now um, because they actually get read. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm. I'll come on to it because I'm very excited about everything, just everything really at the moment. Just yeah, really just excited. a note you'll see there. If you're on Facebook at the moment, Toby's just put up a thing to uh, click and log on to the um, to the chat. So that way we can see you, we get, get your names and everything, and we can give you a name check as well if you say something pertinent or amusing or, or anything, downright really. outrageous. We'll yeah. be able just to uh, give you a name check. Just yeah, how tidy really. my room is, I think. No, it's yeah. not tidy, Toby. And by the way, for anybody well. who's, who's watching live on the pod, you won't know, but Tobe's got a box that says fragile behind him. And yeah. And in that is some secret stuff that he won't let anybody know what is in there. So if you it's know. It's lazy calf, is it? No, it's no lazy calf. If you've got any idea what's in that fragile box behind Toby, send an email into Wilco. 
longrunshow at gmail.com. Yeah, we, we don't know what it is. We'd be very interested. I reckon it's food. Um, but there we go. I don't right. know what it is, to be honest. I can't so, remember. <laughs> That's what it is. How are you, Al? Yeah, super excited, like Chris says. Um, big event coming up this weekend. Four years ago, it transformed my life. But uh, uh, enough said yeah. about that. That is a bold statement. You can't just leave that hanging. Well, it's the south end half, and that was the first time I ever met Chris at the finish line. The bromance June, began. Oh, June, beautiful. June 2018 was when my life took a turn for the... Uh, but, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> took a turn. You took a turn out. And then double back and palm yeah. up. You've never looked back. Is so, that what you're saying? Oh, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I just, have you seen the thing that someone just wrote on about you, Wilco? You've still got your box of cash in that night box. I think that's Billy, <laughs> isn't it? If yeah. You, if, you know, if you're He's listening on bigger the pod, last week I picked it up on Wilco because he's in his new gaff. He's got this, you know, eight bedroom mansion in Stansted Abbots. He's got on the <laughs> side there this box for, of Nike. A Nike box, and I wonder if it was Alpha Flies, and he said no, it's something private in there. So yeah, I'm with you. No, it's, not, it's far less mysterious. Than that. It's just sort of like electricity. No, Wilco, you can't dig yourself out of this hole. We know. We know. Wallpaper samples. After no. what he just told us. <laughs> yeah, the fifties in there. 100%. Perhaps we should auction it off. The content of Wilco's orange Nike box. Yeah, do it for charity. I'm Competition up for that. and fragile Toby's fragile box. It's yeah. a bit of a lucky dip. I'm feeling a bit left out. I haven't got a box. I need to get a box. Yeah, Al, we need to get a box. <laughs> Mystery box. Yeah, that would be quite good, eh? What's this right, doing? I just wanted to um, give a shout-out to a couple of people. First to, um, I know we're getting on the South Atlantic, Chloe. Chloe Lane is doing a yes. 100th park run on um, Saturday at Thurrock, I think they're going, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah we actually, we actually she was a great guest that, that came we, on, uh, big friend of the show. We so looked on that in terms of Miley's trying to get to it, but with uh, South End on Sunday, we just couldn't make it work. Otherwise, we would have been with you. But we are with you 100% in spirit on Saturday, 100%. And um, I also wanted to share with everybody this review that we got. You can review us on your... Um, yeah, please do. Your Yeah, please do. On your podcast provider of choice, whether it's um, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, we're on all those. Anyway, we've got this lovely one from Rich from Liverpool. It's quite pertinent about what we were talking about last week and our... Less than satisfactory trip to the Edinburgh Marathon. Um, I was, he, he said, I was giving up running after the Edinburgh Marathon, totally despondent with my run and time. Then I listened to the podcast. They helped me cope and made me realise that sometimes it is the event and the organisers and not me and my running. And P.S., apologies for me. Chris will remember this because he brought it up in conversation when he was talking about his run. I think I was the man who stopped dead running in the road at one point. Sorry, I was dying. All the best, Rich from Liverpool. So it, it could have been, it could have been. Big shout out, but he obviously felt the pain as well. I think that we all felt. I've got to give a shout out to our um, listener uh, from last week in Botswana. I hope you're listening again. We're now the biggest running podcast in Botswana. Um, so welcome back. Um, keep spreading the word. Marley was on on the list as well this week. So we. We're gaining new ground, new territory, boys. We are slowly but surely Blimey. taking over. I mean, I'm not being funny, but who would listen to him? <laughs> You've got to think yourself. All the way from Timbuktu. You know what I mean? Why Remember. would well, I don't know. Anyway, I struggle to think, wonder why everybody listens to it over here, let alone in Marley. <laughs> People who know us. I don't know yeah, why they've been loving us. Huh? Jesus. My, yeah, my anyway, um, is there's a guy running every country in the world, like Nick Butter done. It's the same guy. Going yeah. around the world in different countries and just downloading the same podcast. So it's so. probably no more listeners. It's just this one sad soul. So, well, if you, if that is you, email in at something dot com and uh, tell us email dot com. Yeah, tell us tell us what and where you are and who you yeah, are. Yeah, we'll get point. we'll get you a statue built in Hart, on Hartham in Hartford or at, um, yeah. South End Seafront or somewhere. Yeah. We'll get your statue built outside of HQ if you if you've got if you've gone around here. Mrs. Ford, How do you think Mrs. F would react to that? <laughs> uh, it might make the grass out the front look a bit better. I think I might have moved. <laughs> you cover it, you have to cut it. No, I cut it and I sort of might overcut. But don't tell her. I don't think she noticed. She don't listen, so it don't matter. Um, oh blimey, we've got loads of people already sticking stuff in. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Keep it coming in. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, just as a heads up, we record these absolutely live probably to the detriment of you, the listener. Um, 
but we uh, record these live. We don't cut, edit it. It goes out as it comes, and we uh, take on the interaction from people who are watching live, listening live on YouTube and Facebook. So um, that's who I'm saying. Big shout out. So thanks, everybody who's. Yeah, it might not sound too polished at times. Nah. In fact, at all. But that's yeah. because, you know, we are taking in comments from our, uh, our viewers on um, Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. And, and it, like, will... it can get a little bit chatty and a little bit. We yeah. go off at tangents and all yeah. stuff of thing, but that's just the way we do things. So that's the way we roll. It's the way that's, that's what gets us so highly rated in Botswana, right? So, have we got anything that we want to tackle in the comments before we get into whatever we're going to get into? I can't remember what it was. Oh, go give a shout out to Sketches before we do that. Hang on. A bit of a, a bit of a um, quiz amongst us before we start, because Sa- who was his name? Here he goes. Hang on. Uh, where was he? Stay here. Bear with me, people. In, I'll just get in a comment up from YouTube. Right, so Daniel Fisher, hopefully, Daniel, you're listening live, made a comment that the, my new sketches looks like something a nan would wear. So, boys, I'm holding up the new Go Run Ride 10, which I think looks awesome. Um, do you think that's something your nan would wear? <laughs> well, yes, no, Al? She's been dead for 37 years, so probably not. Unlikely. Okay. And in my hand, by the way, is, is a grey-red version of the shoe, which is, looks amazing. So what so, other versions they got then, mate? What other colours? They've got a wicked black, like a black camo colour with um, a white bottom. But I like this. Ty, yeah, what do you like think? Them. Was this something your name would wear? I, I would wear anything, though. I'll yes, you would. Yeah, Ty would wear them. I'm not sure whether that's good advice or bad advice, to be perfectly honest with you. And Wilco, finally, a man who was dedicated for years to Brooks, but we turned him Mr. to the dark Brooks. side. I'd give them it a spin. Was... I quite like them. Yeah, they I'll look tell right. you what, in all seriousness, they're so comfortable. <laughs> they are so comfortable. And what are they going to be retailing at, mate? Uh, I think they're 130 quid. And um, got to give sketches a shout out because they get hammered for not having any availability for their running shoes on the website. Uh, the Razor XS2, uh, Go Run Ride 10, it's all on their website. So, um, that they are on there, so fair play to them. So get over. What is it? Sketches.co.uk. So I got Tobe's got something that he puts up on the on the it screen. Is. But yeah, big shout out to them because. Um, but I just thought it was quite a funny comment that they're saying his name would wear. <laughs> right, Al. What? Have, oh yeah, Blade and Races. Uh, everybody, Northeast Warriors. Big shout out for the Blade and Race. Now, Al, have you ever thought about doing that? That's on my bucket list. The Blade and Race. No, it's not one for you. It's too close to the GNR. Not in terms of uh, time scale; yeah. it's just location. Geographically, yeah. yeah I, I, but... I have a, I have a black. Uh, you know, it just for me, there's just a, a bit of the country that doesn't exist, and it's kind of called oh. the northeast. Oh, oh god, that's all oh, we my... need. That's it. I would. Oh no, now he's upset. Half our listeners You've alienated the whole of the northeast. Yeah, well, sorry, ignore god. that. Um, if we could edit it out, we would. But I, I, I really fancy the blading race because of the, um, the historic nature to it, and just the vibe looks. Amazing, like well, I mean, if you're doing, if anybody's done the Great North Run and realised that the atmosphere is unlike any other race I've ever done, it's brilliant. And I'd imagine it's exactly the same for that. So yeah, no, um, but apparently you have to sell like your mother's best jewellery to get into or something. So I've got Ian. I know everybody at the Blade and Races Wilson on the case to get me a spot. He's welcome. He's like the mafia up there. He runs the gap. He's Northeast so, um, royalty, mate. He'll, yeah, he'll get you. So he's going to sort me out. So, yeah, big shout out to anyone. So, Al, what have we got in the um, comments, questions coming yeah, through? Yeah, we've already Rangers? had quite a few questions. So I don't know what's what's got people going this week, but uh, let's jump into them. Super Chappy 1992. Um, quality or quantity when it comes to training? Should we hit that off when we do overtraining? Could do. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that. Let's do that when we do that. Okay, we've got another one then that we can park up for that. Um, Facebook user wants to know about tinkering with your taper. I think that could come into the overtraining um, question. So let's go to uh, Chris. Chris. Did you tinker with your taper too yeah, much? Did you tinker well, with your taper? That's a bit that, well, look, that, that's aimed at me specifically. I don't know who that's from. Uh, love the content, very emotional. Thank you very much. Um, no is the answer to that, but what I do think on reflection is that Hackney in the heat may have taken more out of my legs than I expected. Although I ran it easy, super easy. If you watch the Hackney video um, and we even took it even easier when unfortunately someone was getting receiving 
medical help on the side. We basically stopped and walked for the last mile and a bit. But I do believe that um, the heat might have taken something extra out of my legs. In terms of the taper, the reason I still believe that I blew up in Edinburgh, apart from the stitch, was that I should never have raced up to Scotland uh, at five o'clock in the morning on the day before. Uh, and I should have eaten better uh, in the evening. So it's probably a lot to do it. Also, and I've been researching this this week because I don't know if anybody else is suffering, uh, but I've been suffering majorly with hay fever and allergies and stuff like that. And um, it was Nick reminding me that the, I was suffering quite a lot the week before. So if anybody can relate to that, it does have it does have an impact on you because um, it's basically inflammation within your body. So I do wonder if that had an impact, especially on the head surgery that I had. That was a good point that was made to me that could have, with everything that I had done up there, ear, nose and throat, could have led something up that I wasn't aware of, which is interesting in terms of um, up there. So, yeah, so that's down to that. So, no, I don't think my taper was that. I always have done a half marathon. For example, I did a half marathon before I ran 348 at Dorney. So, no, is the answer to that. But thank you very much for the lovely comment. Right, next. Yeah, so Chris has been a bit cheeky. He's gone for a two-parter. So his foot is, um, what would you recommend of uh, what would you recommend as average mileage for training for a sub four marathon? Looks like he's targeting London in the autumn. And uh, is the speed two? I assume he's talking about the Adolphin speed twos. A good marathon trainer. So a cheeky two-parter there. I I tell you what, should we break it up? I'll do the trainers. You do the mileage. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speed two marathon training. Yeah, just watch that they're not um, too unstable for you. That power run PB is is soft. Tobe can, I think, say as much as me about that. It's a, it's a, it is a soft shoe if you're not used to it. It's got a TPU plate in it, so it's more flexing than the um, Pro, which has got a slightly firmer ride to it. Um, it's an unbelievable shoe if it works for you, like all the shoes out there. But if in particular with the speed, it, it, it can rock you about a bit. But it is a phenomenal phenomenal show so you can probably concur on the speed yeah i think that's definitely and um, i still quite like the speed up to about a half marathon yeah anything over that it's too much you go pro and depends on the surface you're running on because i remember i did a 20 mile run in my speed as you remember so my hamstrings were like popping out of my eyes we did uh all right we was again down the rivers it's a little bit unstable versus if it was just on you know nice flat tarmac but it it was so painful it was just pulling on all, all everything um because, it, you know, I've got a little bit of pronation. So just, yeah, just watch it. Great show. Um, Al, mileage, I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, I'm going to make some assumptions here, Chris. Um, the fact that you're targeting a sub four, I'm going to assume you've run one before. Um, so you probably know that you should be running, I think, you know, minimum of four times a week as a, as a starter. Um we're going to touch slightly on the, the the answer to the question about quantity over quality as well on this one. Um, if I had a client running less than 30 miles a week, I'd be worried that you're not getting in the mileage um, in terms of your long, slow runs. And when you combine that, you're also, I'd be wanting you to do a, some speed sessions. Um, are you getting enough easy runs in? So it's it's not so much about the total mileage. I think it's also about the balance so 40 miles plus a week, I think, is a, a good benchmark. But then it's also about the, the mix of miles. So it, it's making sure you're getting a bit of speed work, some hills, some intervals, as well as doing plenty of long, slow, easy runs. So for me, I'd be wanting to talk to you about your combination of, of runs and looking at that rather than having an absolute figure on the number. Um, but you've got to respect the distance, you know, to be out there running four hours you've got to put in enough miles in that 12 14 16 week plan where you're going to get up beyond 30 to 40 if you can do 50 excellent because it's it's not going to do you any harm if you're training correctly is the is the caveat to that all right chris i hope that helps mate that was pretty comprehensive advice so i was just busy and we had a question from david on youtube can we challenge Toby to run sub-22 part running Crocs? David, I'm just literally ordering them now. I kid you not. <laughs> what colour? Black, so they don't match your blue shorts. See, that wouldn't have been my first question. No, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, I would have said, are you taking the... And you can... <laughs> but he's gone, what colour? I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about Speedgoat. 
Uh, Al, there's still loads coming in. I know, I can't, I literally cannot keep up. So, there was one I, just... I saw. Uh, TK runs my first marathon at Edinburgh survived. It didn't like to get to uh, running to get the park and ride. Uh, yeah, park and ride was pony. Hashtag Edinburgh marathon never again. Um, uh, Mike, who I think uh, first time listening live. Thanks, mate. Have a good run. I'm right. I'm not going to have anything to listen to. Yeah, good lad. Uh, was there right? So, was there anything? Up? I've watched the Edinburgh T run 31. Thanks for watching the video. Anybody's watched that Edinburgh vlog actually thanks very much and everybody who watched the um the race the plane versus train where we we mucked about as well thank you we had to i had some amazing feedback loads of views on those so thanks to everybody's who's watched them right now what else have we got i'm gonna i'm gonna target gary gary howland evening guys what's your best exercises you can advise for strength and conditioning to go with your marathon training so oh, well, that's yeah, that's yours out. I like before you start, I would just point him out to the hit session we've got, which again is, is really popular on our YouTube channel. It's like a 20 30 minute hit session done by a PT. You can do that in the living room, check that out. Um, outside of what Al's gonna tell you, because what Al's gonna tell you is like is like proper stuff. But if you only got 20 30 minutes, jump on YouTube, watch that video, like the other 50,000 people have. And that might help you if you're looking for a quick fix. But Al, yeah. without boring the guy, the guy to death. Okay. How long have we got left? We'll go 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now, be yeah, serious. Listen, as well, so this crack is good advice. Listen. Right. So, so the bottom line is um, you need to be targeting the, the group of muscles that you might read if you're kind of Googling is referred to as your posterior chain. So think below the waist at the back of your legs. So hamstrings, calves. Uh, stuff like that exercises that are good for that are squats and lunges so it doesn't have to be overly technical so that's stuff that you can start with body weight and then build up by adding weights into your your actual movements Um, if you've got access to a gym and some uh, barbells then Romanian deadlifts are good but things just as simple as standing on the stairs doing calf raises will all help just build those muscles what I'd also say is don't forget the rest of your body. So your core is is key in terms of retaining form because at mile 18, mile 20, you're going to be a bit knackered. You start to collapse your technique, your form drops. You start to lose capacity in your lungs and even down to work in your upper body. You know, we talk when we coach about arm drive. So having the, uh, the muscle there to, to be able to ensure you've got good form all the way through your marathon is key so for me when i'm developing a plan for people i try and do an overall uh structured body workout but you know start with those uh, uh um hamstrings calves and quads would be my advice with those and i suppose we could now go on to the problems that i've had in the last week really um because we've just um obviously we just did we did edinburgh and then i went out for my second run last saturday i've had a bit of a I've had an ache in my calf for quite a few weeks and um, long and short of it was that in an attempt to avoid a hissing goose going along the, <laughs> going along the river, um, I put a bit of a spurt on and my calf went, went pop. And um, I went to, uh, went to the physio and uh, she, um, she said to me that the reason for it was because my posterior chain wasn't strong enough. My left glute is 35% less stronger than my right one i have run a literally run a um marathon half-assed but um what happened was that my calf and my achilles were taking up too much of the burden of the running because my muscle wasn't strong enough so now i've got got two weeks on the bench i won't be able to go to south end but i've got resistance bands and exercises to strengthen that side up so hopefully i won't be out too long but But the good thing is yeah the good thing is that, well, the timing's pretty good because it's timing that I should be slowing yeah, down anyway. And also, it's alerted me to the issue. And now I think when I'm starting again, if there's any sort of nig, you know, if I get any niggle in that sort of area, then I'll think, oh, I know what that is. I know what mm. the problem is. And then mm. I can work on strengthening it to avoid it getting to the stage it's got to this time. I do have a question for you, Wilco. And yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit deliberate in terms of being annoying. So... Don't punch. Oh, you can't. I'm not there. Um, wasn't you doing some form of like strength and conditioning work, like with somebody before? Yeah. 
So it wasn't that working there. So what was you paying? What, all right, you might not be paying, but clearly they weren't doing the right things. My, my well, that, well, maybe I wasn't doing enough. I, I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not being deliberately antagonistic. No, no, no. But oh, no, it's all, yeah. It was, but then maybe, you know, I wasn't doing enough or perhaps putting in the effort I should have done. You know, it's mm. all sort of like an educational sort of thing. The teaching wasn't. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Interesting. But, yeah, oh, but I, I do go. I remember you doing it, yeah. Um, you know. by, by the way, update on the viewers. I've ordered the Crocs in black. Uh, 40, have you tested the new Pegasus Trail? Four video drops Wednesday. It's all locked and loaded, so it's coming your way on Wednesday. Um, what else have we got, Al? Do we... Got a lot yeah, of we've had a question about math running. So uh, from a, we're going to do a heart rate special, aren't we? Well, you've given the answer away already, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Heart rate, heart rate zones, and running to heart rate comes up a lot. So I think that probably does warrant a, a bit of a dedicated session when we're uh, yeah. When we've Maybe we the calendar week after birthday week. We could do that. Uh, I did a video about something along these lines about paces. Do you remember, Toe? We was talking about it in terms of zone two. We did a zone two run. If anybody wants to watch that, I can't remember. It's in one of the weekly vlogs. Toe and I went out, uh, and I made him. I tried it, but I failed epically. Shock. Uh, but I made him run for zone in zone two for twenty miles. Watch that. We explained a little bit about math there's a little there's a few formulas that they use to work um designs out and stuff like that in that video check it out it's on the channel I'm and it's free for everybody what i'm still convinced you did that so you can run alongside me longer oh i'm so annoying I, I, I even just, i just annoyed him for four hours it's brilliant uh how would you how should you approach building uh, ollie p welcome to the show ollie p how should you how should you approach building back up after three weeks not running because of injury uh which is now 100 percent healed that's good uh, that you're running was running 60 to 70 k a week. What's that 40 50 mile in it for 40 yeah. mile? 40 miles, ish, yeah. 40 miles. Uh, how should you be bringing back? Uh, Al, I'll just do a little bit on this if that's all right. Um, firstly, Ollie, I would start by getting your frequency so get find your patterns, get back to finding that consistency of running on the days that you were running, but super easy, just a little bit, and just find that consistency and find your patterns. When you're then comfortable in terms of that and you've established those patterns and established that consistency, then you can start stepping on distance, stepping on pace uh, and start. Um, it was brilliant. One of my clients today, Steve, uh, big shout out. He said he, next week we talked about, it, he said he's going to sprinkle some pace into the week, which I thought was a great terminology. Um, and I would recommend them doing the same. So I, I would, yeah, I would just find your patterns, find your consistency. Don't overdo it. Don't go, oh, I'm going to go and run six miles because my leg feels all right or whatever. You're injured. No, tone it down, keep it safe, keep it sensible and just just find that consistency and find the rhythm of a train of, of getting back out there training. Al, anything to add? No, I think you've nailed it in terms of keep it easy. You know, we always talk about the 80-20 rule. Um, the temptation is perhaps to go out and, and see where you're at, but just build it slowly and consistently. You know, wise words, I think. Um, last one, and then we are going. We're moving on to overtraining, I think, or whatever yeah. Wilco's got on decided he's going to talk about today. Uh, Al, what exercises would you recommend I do whilst recovering from an injured knee? Tricky one because it depends on on what the actual injury is. Um, I'm going to go back really to to the point that um, Wilco made that quite often knee injuries are a consequence of having weak spots elsewhere in the body. 100%. Whether it, whether it be glutes or your hamstrings or 100%. your calves. But it's it's where the knee is kind of taking the load and the impact that causes the problem. So in terms of the physio, I think I have to leave that to the, the experts in terms yeah. of how you build the knee up. But when you're at a position to have the confidence to know that you've got enough strength in your knee that you're not going to do permanent damage, it should be looking at those groups of muscles that support your running that so, will then prevent the knee injury reoccurring. And I think yeah. that's the key thing in terms of 100%. knee injury is often a consequence of having weaknesses elsewhere in yeah. our posterior kind of l- lower body. So yeah, whenever, whenever one of my runners says, oh, I've got a, I've got a knee, achy knee, I've got, I've got, you always ask at the start of the session, anyone got any injuries? Yeah, my knee. It's classic. Chances are, it's not the knee. It's probably the yeah. IT band yeah. or it could be the calf that's, you know, something's pulling on something. Right. Right there. It, it out- sounds odd to say, you know, hit those hit those squats and hit those lunges. Yeah. But that's targeting the muscles 
will, will take the strain away from the knee. Mm. Yeah, no, he's, he's... Oh, good news, guys. We've converted somebody away from Brooks. Um, I think you've been... Uh, Robert Hallam, love my new Endorphin Pro 2s. You're welcome. I've been converted away from Brooks. He's moved away from 1987, like Will coached. Well done, Wilco. Oh, Stranger Things is back, mate. 1987's back. Oh, is it? Are they all wearing Brooks? Yeah, loads of them. <laughs> Mike Wimbledon's with John McEnroe on it. Yeah, quality. <laughs> Come on, we've, we've batted through a lot of them, boys. You've done well there. Very Yeah, well, well we didn't do that. They did well. That would, yes. Keep them coming, people. Keep them coming. Last week, right, we had record numbers watching this live. Again, thank you to everybody. Still blows our mind that you've got nothing better to do on a Friday. Um, but and thanks to everybody. We're going to have a street party as well. Yeah, it's amazing. And we was generally expecting last week for like just the four of us to be on here chatting rubbish <laughs> like usual. Um, so thanks. But yeah, we had a record number of people tuning in live. Keep spreading the word, people. It is still it's still amazing uh, at races and events that we go to where people come up and say love the pod and, and stuff like that. We get loads of comments and that, and we and it, gem- it generally means a lot to us. So yeah, thanks very much. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Right. Okay. So, overtraining, undertraining. What are we? Or do you want to do something else, Wilco? No, you crack on, mate. Well, no, you should start. No. Um. So, we wanted to talk about that this week because um, some marathon training starts on Monday. If you're training for London, for example, um. Your 16-week plan pretty much starts next week, roughly. It's interesting, timely, that um, TCS London Marathon, our friends at London Marathon Events, big shout-out to them, sent out a free plan, I think it was today. Uh, I didn't pay any attention to it because it's not written with um, most people in mind, from my understanding. Um, But, yeah, they sent that out for everybody today. So it sort of signals the start of marathon training for London. And it made us think about, some really good, interesting points. Uh, and Al and I have been chatting about it this week about overtraining and undertraining. Now, if you've got no idea what we're talking about, overtraining uh, and undertraining are like symptoms of of um, during a course of a training block. And actually, when you come to the race itself, you could be on either side of the argument, so to speak. Um, there are kind of how would you say signs of overtraining, like being knackered, uh, not really sleeping, lack of energy, not really feeling it and just, you know, sort of not really loving life while you're doing a training block. Um, And, but the tendency with under training is you don't really see the results of that until the day usually is, is where, where I'm thinking. Are you got anything to add in terms of what they actually are? No, I think your, your description of overtraining is spot on. As I said, it's that that general fatigue, that tiredness, inability to focus, not getting to sleep. You know, that can be all sorts of different reasons. But you know, overtraining, you know, ticks all those symptoms and boxes but I, as well. But I do think people tend to use it as an excuse for stuff. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, they do tend to go with no basis on knowing what they're talking about. Oh, you must have been overtraining. Well, you, you don't really know, you know, what I'm overtraining or who's overtraining or am I actually undertrained? Because to get to the on race day, in what I'm talking about now, to get there in, in a position where you're actually sweet in the middle of overtraining, undertraining. So you're in peak condition, because that's what we try and achieve through any block of training, whether it be couch to 5K six week program, whether it be 16 week or 18 week, whatever. Um, marathon training block the idea is is that you arrive on race day in the peak physical condition that you can be mentally and physically and that you have neither under trained or over trained you're absolutely in a sweet spot and that probably re- only happens maybe once or twice if you're dead lucky there's always because we're not fine and it, it beggars belief but we're not finely tuned professional elite athletes i know that's going to shock a lot of people out there right that we are not finely tuned elite full-time athletes right who can nail it and, and and you know and really work a lot of the data really work a lot of the other stuff we've all got lives we've all pretty much probably got families or commitments and whatever so we do running for our own reasons mental health whatever right so it's very difficult for us to peak absolutely at the right time that is why if you listen to dina asher smith for example great that uh, reference because she was on tv today talking about the fact She's got the European, she's got the Commonwealth, she's got everything coming at her um, in the summer. And she's got a peak at the right time for those races. And it was the same. She had it in um, Tokyo and stuff like that. And it is that is that point of being, you know, not overtrained, but not undertrained. And usually I would say you're better off being slight. If you're going to be anywhere, you're going to be slightly undertrained is probably the best side of the argument to be. You don't want to be fatigued on race day. And I do think, and I have found that to find that balance, you do need to do a few blocks of training to get the experience and what works for you. And it's a really good reference point to back to whoever said to me about my taper. I've worked out over the years, you know, the marathons that I've done, that a two and a half week taper works for me with a 13 mile run the week before. That's just what works for me because I kind of figured out you know, and like as I said, apart from Edinburgh, most of the time I've hit the targets I wanted to hit. Um, again, I'm not some like super ninja here. I've done this through trial and error and error mm-hmm. from Edinburgh, so which I'll learn from, like as I said, with, with Hackney, maybe that was too hot weather. But yeah, it, it's it's a fine balance of overtraining and undertraining. Is there anything you can do that isn't trial and error? Is there any sort of like things that you can help to speed up the process if you're because, I mean, I don't know how many – you've done a number of – you know, you've obviously done a number of big races and a number of – quite a few marathons as well. You know, for someone like myself who's going to be approaching, like, my third marathon, it's now – I'm now thinking, right, okay, well, I've done – I did the first one to prove that I could do it, and then I've done the second one to prove that I could do it again, and it wasn't a fluke. And now I want to push on and think about how I can make a genuine improvement, not necessarily on the day of – the time on the day, but make the day perhaps a more pleasurable experience and get more out of it and improve the journey along the way as well. Is there any way that you can, are there any tips you can give people to help them do that rather than just, oh, well, you've just got to try and see what happens. Slow it out. Al, do you want to jump in at the front? Well, for someone like yourself, Will that's now, you know, as you said, you've done your first one, you've done your second one, you're now thinking about where does my marathon journey go? Um, because it is so, the balance is so fine, um, and you've only got to look at the elites, they're going to be measuring every metric possible mm. to try and make sure they hit that sweet spot. Um, and there is a reason why the elites only do two or three marathons a year, is because it's bloody hard work. But where I was going is I'm an advocate of, of using pen and paper. So for those of you that are, uh, are watching, I'm kind of waving my pencil and saying, record it. Record your runs, write down your feelings, write down stuff that you can go back and reflect on and see what worked, not just on any given, but over a period of time. So look for those trends. 
you know, talking to some clients today, he works various shifts. We're starting to adjust his training to to recognise that depending on where his shift pattern lands, depends on how his how his training is going to go. Because again, mm-hmm. what we're really talking about is getting those quality sessions in, so that when you're looking across your 120 days or your 16 weeks and however many runs you've done you've got as many quality sessions as you can yeah. versus, you know, just doing them for the sake of it and, and yeah, piling up the junk miles. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's where I want my clients to be is, is having that data. And it's not quite the same as being on Strava because I think you've got to get it out of your head down somewhere to then to be able to sit back and reflect. Yeah, it's, it's ours, right. It's, it, I mean, not everyone can afford a coach, right? So it's hard to you know, bounce off of, you know, your, a coach or, with, you know, with somebody like-minded, I don't know, like a, somebody else who knows what they're talking about. It's very difficult. But for somebody who's like a solo runner out there, maybe you're, you know, you're training for London or and you, like you say, Wilco, you're in your third third go. It, what Al's saying is right, is, is focusing this time on the quality. The first one, you just got it done and you followed a plan, whatever. Second one, you was looking to tweak a few bits because you wanted to improve your time and you should have learned from that and you should have hopefully then realised, oh, actually, that did work uh, and that didn't work. So now take that information and then think about the quality. It's always better to do quality over quantity. So, you know, there was a question earlier about mileage. Well, it's it's all relative, isn't it? If you're going to run like 100 miles a week, but it's all junk, what's the point? Yeah, you're going to have time on feet. And they do say, some people, that, you know, more mileage makes you faster and all this sort of stuff. But over the last few years, it's been proven that actually less mileage but higher quality has been proven to be the secret source. Can so, you just expand on what you mean by higher quality? So instead of just going out and going, right, I've got five miles on the plan today, I'm just going to go and run five miles. No, we're going to do half a mile warm-up. We're going to then put, I don't know, three miles at goal pace. Then I'm going to do two miles. I don't know if it's probably got my maths wrong. And I'm going to do a mile at easy zone two, whatever. So you're getting something out of the run in terms of making sure that it's effective and it's achieved something. So not just, oh, it's a hot, it's a intervals today. Everyone loves to throw in, oh, I'm going to do intervals today. They don't actually know how to do intervals properly. A lot of people do intervals and they do them too slow. It's out and out speed. So make sure you, when you do an interval session, that you're doing an interval session and not just fast jogging them. So you really, you really are attacking it, and you are maybe if you're working to your heart rate, you know, you are up in zone five, and you are pushing it, and you are covering the correct distance in which that you've been instructed to do. Because chances are that have been put into a plan to to make sure that it's going to achieve something. Maybe it's four hundred meter repeats that week, and you know, and it's you're you're stre- uh, stretched out to eight hundred the following week. Mm. But there'll be a reason. So you you get the most out of that session, and you you actually put the most input into it instead of just half assed doing it which we can all be guilty of, myself included, you know, because you're in a marathon training block or a half marathon training block, not to, you know, or couch to 5K. It doesn't, it's all relative. But if you're going at this, whatever training run you're doing, it's a training run there because you're looking to improve for to the end result. So make sure you do maximize it and don't mm-hmm. do what you probably did in your first block when you did it, which was just get the miles done, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're just out there to complete, whatever distance you've signed up for and you need to train for it and it's your first one. Absolutely. hundred percent. But if you're getting to that point where you're looking to improve, then you need to focus in on certain things and, and make sure that those things when you are trying to improve them are done. And the only way you can do that is by committing to it and doing them with a high quality and high conviction. Fair point now. Yeah. I, I just add to that in terms of you might, you know, if you've been doing some reading around the subject, you may hear people talking about running in the grey zone. And in effect, what oh, that no, means please. is we don't run the fast runs fast enough. And I think Chris has already touched on that in terms of when you're doing intervals, you know, you should be pushing yourself into zone four and zone five if you if you use that as a metric. And conversely, we don't run the slow runs slow enough. So if you're looking at your goal pace, take a minute, take 90 seconds off if you're running, you know, to minute miles. Um, and it, it blows people's mind when you say you need to run slower to run faster. But, it, it, you know, it's well proven. So true. That. And, and that's, that's where true. the quality comes in. So, you know, rather than running everything in that average, 
differentiate. And, and mm. I talk to my clients about thinking about your gears. You know, if you're driving just in third gear all the time, that's not the best way to drive. You know, sometimes you need to be in first, you accelerate into second. Once you hit the motorway, go gear five. But uh, uh, yeah, I think that's where the quality starts to come in. Once you've kind of had that experience of knowing mm. what works for you across the training. But, but it is a fine band. Like, as we say, if you start, if you've got a plan in front of you and then you start crushing all of those runs, then you're going to go into that point of overtraining. Mm. Yeah. So that's why we go back to this thing. It, it is like a balancing act. And to be perfectly honest with you, you won't know until you've done probably one or two blocks where you're at. Um, but at our point, and I think our message from today is, is that just be aware of whether you're overtraining or undertraining. If you have that in the back of your mind before you set off onto a plan that you're not going to be overtraining, like I'm oh, chasing mileage, chasing speed, chasing distance. Again, someone today, um, I said, oh, I'm gonna, they say I'm going to do 10, 10K. I said, no, run for 60 minutes. Run for 60 minutes and run it easy. Don't try and run 10K chasing distance chasing we're so het up i think and this is it's probably a good topic for another another day but we're so het up on what we put down on strava you know and what you know the data that we put down forget it go and run 9.98 kilometers that screw everybody up on strava you know you see look toby's <laughs> face straight away he's like freaking out but it's true we, we're so caught up on this cocaine drug crystal meth of strava that we're all addicted to don't be Focus on your plan. Focus on your end goal. Not even whether it's this race, whatever race that you actually got your eye on in terms of co- not necessarily a time, but completing the distance. You know, forget times. You know, it's not all about times all of the time. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's Sometimes it's just purely about getting out there and running for a purpose and whatever purpose that is. So don't be caught up on that Strava drug, people. I don't think Strava are going to support us after I just like sort of made them sound like a, a drug. Uh, anyway, but if you do want to sponsor us, Strava, email is something.com. Long round show will, at gmail.com. Uh, for a lot of money to sponsor the channel, no doubt. Um, can I just give a shout out to somebody? Because I've just seen it in the comments. Uh, I think it's very, very worth pointing out to Anthony Ferris. It's his first live. Um, and he's made a, a very good observation that Toby looks knackered. And his other half reckons that uh, he looks like Christian Bale from The Machinist. Um I actually concur on that. One, Toby does look knackered, and two, he does look like Christian Bale in that film. So, Toby, have you I seen think it's different film? people though? What is it? The names on YouTube are different people. All oh, right, but either way, they're still hammering you, which brings joy to my heart. I'll, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. What have you seen the film? No, no Toby, I'm taking it as a compliment. Watch the film before you take a compliment, because I don't think they're being complimentary. Just as a bit of a heads up. <laughs> more more importantly, our American oh. listeners want to know what knackered means. Yeah, apologies. That's my estuary English. <laughs> so for you guys who are at, um, in uh, Mali and stuff, estuary English is where, because I got dragged up by the Thames, um, and there's some phrases that we use. Knackered equals tired uh, or feeling fatigued. Generally, knackered. Knackered yard. You ever heard of knackered yard where they say the horses? Surely you must have heard of that. Sorry about that. It's my Cockney roots. Um, now, before right. we move on, can I just, we've got a, um, we're obviously talking about marathon plans and things. We had a good email that probably links into all this oh. that um, I wanted to alert you from, from Ben. Um, he says, ben is running. Marathon training. I'll be worried if Ben's emailing us in about marathon questions. Not Ben is running. No. How can you go quicker than 220? Yeah. yeah how can I run 215? <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask us, mate. He says, I have a solid half base. Usually do one half a month, perhaps two, and feel like I go out and run a half any day. I usually do a minimum of thirty to thirty-five miles a week, up to fifty on event weeks. Event weeks. My question is: Would I do a marathon plan right from the start, taking my running back down a bit, or would I start my training midway through the plan, or do a shorter plan? I don't really have any idea. I've only done one marathon, London last year, in just under five hours, and I just followed the standard beginner plan, although I wasn't at the same level. I'm at now. Which reference my point to the uh, email from TCS Marathon. Everybody's got that, but that plan doesn't. That's why I've you know, dug them out a bit because it doesn't, just because you get that, it doesn't mean it's going to fit you people. So just be aware of it. Okay. They send that out and they do that, but just please be aware of it because there is people, you know, 
Like, who is it? This email's from Jack ben. or someone. Ben Eager. Um, tells you how good my memory is. I'm like, what, I'm like, what, what's that fish on? Um, Goldfish. Finding Nemo. What's Dory. her name? Dory. Dory. There you go. Um, yeah. So uh, you know what? I've seen this a lot uh, the last couple of weeks. This question about I'm at I'm at so and so level, but my marathon training block starts this week. What am I meant to do? Kind of thing. Um, and it is interesting because there's two schools of thoughts. Yeah, you sort of you pick up your marathon track. Firstly, if you've got, <laughs> wait for it. If you've had, if you've got a, uh, a tailored training plan, see where I'm going now. This would have taken this into effect. So if you've gone down that road, but I appreciate not everyone can afford that. But uh, that's 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 the benefit of having a, a personalised plan is that you can take that into account. But I appreciate money, right? So uh, you could either go into it at a different level, or personally, I would go. I would always go back and reset and follow the plan. There is a reason why most of these plans are 16, 18 weeks, right? It's a slow, gradual climb, 10%. We've just spoke about overtraining and stuff like that. Just use those runs to to just make it just to sort of solidify where you're at, your position where you're at. You're not going to lose any fitness from going back. And if anything, you're going to have the confidence um, and the belief in what you're doing because you know you're slightly superior to where you're starting. So just go back a little step, enjoy the sort of effective down weeks of it and just go with the plan, go with the flow. There is a reason that plan is 16 weeks. Follow that journey and it should hopefully get you to that peak in the best condition. If you go too early on it, we go back to what we've just spoke about, overtraining, and that's your danger. Um, Al, anything to add? Yeah, like you've said, I think I would always recommend going back and starting again but based on that evaluation. So you've run your first marathon, you know, reflect back on what worked, what didn't, um, you know, take into account how life uh, played out. So we don't know what constraints you got. We're not quite sure how many days a week you can run uh, and whether that's changed. Um, and I, I reference you back to some of the conversation we've had already about making sure that plan has enough quality sessions in whether that's, you know, building in the speed, dropping in heel, you know, heels and elevation or making sure you've got enough um, easy runs, low heart rate runs. And I think having done the marathon, you've got through it, you know, hopefully you could have a look at some of those plans and, and start to tweak the standard to see, you know, wh- which areas you think you, you need to improve. Um, because, you know, to use one of my favorite quotes ever the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting mm-hmm, yeah. different results so yeah. if you want to improve if you want to you know tweak what you've done and and, and get better you kind of have to look at you know making those changes um but having that personalized plan will make a difference if you, yeah. you can afford that yeah and of um, course the um the, the fact is that it's not about how you feel today it's how you're going to feel in four months okay. when you're still okay. on the start always, line that's yeah, important always have Always have that in mind. Very good question from Bud Lynch um, on YouTube. Thanks very much, Bud, for tuning in live. Running the South Downs Way Half Marathon tomorrow. Um, I'm guessing that's not flat. Uh, will be my first trail run. Any tips as I've only run on roads? Um, firstly, don't worry about time. This is my biggest shout out to you. Just go there, have some fun. It's going to be up and down. It's going to be rolling. It's going to be all over the place. Take Take the time out of the equation and just enjoy it. It's my biggest tip to you. Unless you, uh, Al, you got anything to add to that? No, I think enjoy it. South Downs, I assume, will be a you know pretty spectac- spectacular um, route. Uh, there'll be some ups and downs and plenty of views. I think trail running for me, I find it always a little bit harder. So be easy on yourself in terms yeah. of um, your times. Don't go out too fast too soon hydrate and fuel you know yeah. many of these right. trail runs are self-supported so make sure you've you've gone out well equipped with uh plenty of snacks tobe i'm going to throw this one to you fairly new runner will be training for a half marathon should i train to time or distance go i'll go time start off with I'll yeah fine. so i wouldn't pressure yourself to too much distance um i'll yeah get a plan with set some times on it and and make sure you take those easy runs nice and easy in that time and the hard ones set it to that. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. 
time. If you, if you first, if it's your first one, I alluded to it earlier. Just run to time. It's much easier in terms of uh, end product, end goal. I think it's a, it's a nicer way. It's less less um, imposing on your mind, less taxing. Thinking, oh Christ, I've got to run ten miles this week. Um, I've got to run for you know an hour. Sounds a little bit easier than than that. I think that always. Scares the life out. Winning Inters need more stability content, please. There's more coming. I think we do a good job of getting stability content on the channel. Since I'm only a mild stability shoe wearer. We are um, pretty stable. Yeah, uh, we do try and get some um, stability stuff on there. The, uh, I'm filming Sunday, the Tempest. A lot of love for the Tempest video from Saucony. That's coming out on Monday because we're wearing them on Sunday. Um, actually, talking about Sunday, big shout out. So let's uh, just talk about that quickly. If you're going to be heading or anywhere near Essex, come and join us on Sunday. Mind you, if you're listening to this on your long run on the podcast, you probably missed it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we're having a big picnic. We're doing a half marathon, but more importantly, we're going for a big picnic, um, which is just just amazing. I'm so excited about it. Not the the running bit. I couldn't really give two hoops about that. It's more uh, of seeing people. Like I said, we've got so many strong memories from South End, And I think... Um, you know, the the friendships we've made, relationships that have been made from the community, from the club, from the group, people forget about that. They take it now almost probably for granted that they've, you know, now got all these friends and stuff like that that they've met through the group. And it's and it's a testament to what they put into it. And, you know, the the the, the COVID pandemic really, I think, cemented all that because everybody was online chatting and stuff. And it's just incredible to see those friendships, those relationships come back together at South End, but also new ones forged. And that's the key to it is to, to bring people who may have not been to something that we've done on a, on a larger scale. So like we did before in great North run, and we're going to try and do again this year and stuff like that and do try and do more and more of, um, you know, to come along to one of these things where, where more of us get together, like at Vitality and you, and you meet up with these people that you chat with or, you know, interact with online. And, and then you build those build those friendships that I just said about, and all that you know, all those relationships offer of that, and and you know, but it's it's great, and it brings new people together, and that's that's the most amazing thing about all this stuff that we do, whether it's here on the podcast, and people are saying, you know, people chatting about the podcast, you've got a, a mutual, you know, uh, thing in common that you both listen to the podcast, or you know, you are you know go to a satellite group or. You are a solo runner, but you're an affiliated member of the club. Or you're in Mongolia and you, you do listen to this nonsense that we talk about. Or you watch on YouTube. Don't forget, you know, the YouTube community. You know, we've got 25,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, you know, and they all chat and amongst themselves in the comments. So it's, it's great to have these opportunities to bring everybody together, new and old, I think is the key. But I'm just excited because there's people I haven't seen for two and a half years. Um. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited to turn South End pink to make a lot of noise, right? Just to pre-warn everybody who's going to be within a 30-mile radius of South End, I'm going to be very, more loud than normal on Sunday, which most people find annoying. I appreciate that. But it's because I'm excited. Uh, so just bear with me. We are doing the warm-up, uh, and I expect a full 40 contingent. Anybody not warming up uh, will get uh, punished. Al will think of something. Uh, so it's going to be mandatory to warm up. Well, yeah. vegan pizza. Yeah, yeah, we give you vegan up. pizza if you don't warm up afterwards. Uh, we've got the club has put his hand in its pocket, which is great, and given some money. Uh, the, again, the club's not set up to make money. The club um, doesn't generate income. It, it you know, it pays uh, everything it gets pretty much to England Athletics. Um, it charges a pound admin fee. So, uh, so the money that any money that's left over has been spent to give out to like leaders and stuff like that and put people through courses and stuff through grants that we've got. But the club has put money um, from the kitty that's in there. It's not much, but towards drinks and some nibbles, I think. Um, Helen's been amazing and organised that. So um, that's going to be great. So that's important. So if you're, if you're around, you don't have to be part of the club. You don't have to be part of the community. We don't give a monkeys if you're a, I'm going to get this wrong, a South End flyer or a, Ben Fleet Bomber, I don't know what they're called. Wherever you are, you're all welcome. We don't really care at 40 runs. We're all about bringing everyday runners together. We don't care how fast or slow you are. As long as you're not one of those people who tells everybody how fast you are, because that can be annoying, Toby. 
Um, no, any, everybody's welcome. We don't care, honestly. Just everybody come up, have a good time. And if you can't make this one, we're going to hopefully do another big one up in, in Newcastle. I know Alan has obviously upset everybody in Newcastle today. And well, I won't be there. Alan. Don't worry. Yeah, um, he won't be there. So he won't be there. But yeah, we're going to try and do something again in Newcastle for, for everybody else. So, yeah, please come along. Um, Al, I don't know if you've got anything you want to add. Yeah. In terms of Southend particularly, please come and say hello if you're kind of on the margins and you're a little bit shy. I see lots of comments in Facebook after races saying, oh, I saw you guys and I wasn't sure whether to come and say hello. Please come and say hello. You know, you, you won't regret it, I, I guarantee. And to put it in context of of, of my experience of the community, and I, and I made reference at the start that it was Southend back in 2018 where I first met Chris. Um Last weekend, Jubilee weekend, I was lucky enough to be able to be at three different races in Hertfordshire, Hampshire and Kent. Um, and I met Fordies at all of those and was able to chat and, you know, be part of a community that I wouldn't have experienced uh, if I hadn't said hello to Chris back in 2018. So I, I joke about it's transformed my life, but it certainly has in some real positive ways. And uh, I just encourage people just, just to jump in, put aside your, your nervousness, come and say hello. There'll be someone that you can talk to. So uh, please come do. and talk to me because no one will be talking to me because um, I'll be standing there on my own probably because, uh, yeah. Being very me, loud, everyone giving you a yeah, wide everyone gets upset and just walks and leaves me on my own because they're thinking, oh, he's so loud. Come and talk to me because I'll need someone to talk to. Now, I, I, I echo ours. I, it's the same for me, Al. You know, I meet all these different people at these different races, all these friends and, and, and people that I've met over the years. And you guys, seriously, I just love you all to death. It's just incredible. Um, absolutely incredible, the people I've met and the friendships I've made. Just, you know, for example, you four boys, you know, you three guys. So, you know, that just tells you everything you need to know. Um, so, yeah, please don't be shy. Please come along if you can't make this one. And maybe when we do the live podcast show at one at the theatre, because we've obviously got a lot of people after us to come to do the O2, the Palladium, now Britain's Got Talent's Not On, to do a live version of this in front of a live audience. We expect you all to be. I think we should do that, boys. I think we should just do it, right? Just do I ain't going to charge him. We ain't going to do what What's His Face does. Uh, or, and they get Michael Mack, not Mike, what, you know, whoever it is, those big podcasts. We just find somewhere and we just do a live version of this and, and just get people in. It'd be hilarious. What, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So let's start enough, in, email in at something.com if you want us to do a free show near you of the long run podcast. We'll we'll jump in Toby's milk front. Yeah, if you've got a venue and you venue. want us to come, yeah. we don't care if it's your front room. Yeah, we don't care. We'll come to your front room and do this. We'll come to your front room and do the pod. Yeah, we don't care. Might as well, mightn't we? Depends mm. if they want anyone else in the front room as with us. Yeah, either. yeah, th- there is that as well. And make sure you've emptied all your cupboards if Speedgoat comes, just as a heads up. Wow. <laughs> Have the takeaway menus ready. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> food, food, food. That's yeah, all so we There's still more questions, guys. Um, right, I tell you what. I tell you what, quick fire questions before we go. We've got five, less than five minutes. Al, what have we got? There's probably shoe ones in there, I'm guessing. Oh, you've put me on the spot now. Kind of, right, I've got to find them. Uh, so, uh, someone runs in Adidas Ultra Boost, but looking for something new. What recommendations to transition? Ultra Boost? Oh, blimey, it must have been like running concrete boots. How long have you been running them for? I'd, I'd say anything. Anything's Oops. better than those. Terrible things. They're bad. Those Ultra Boost 22 weigh as much as this house. <laughs> so, anything you buy, even a pair of Brooks from 1987, will be an improvement over those. So, that's an easy one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, James Henderson, it's not so much a question, but I got some advice. He's, he takes out a group running, tries to do it easy pace, but he can't get them to run slow enough. Make them talk, or worse still, make them sing. Sing to the yeah. group, you know? Yeah. Uh, silly, but try those little tips that kind of force you into having to run yeah. slow. Yeah, pair them up. Pair them up and then switch partners so they have to tell a story to the other one by the time they get to halfway, and the other one has to tell the new partner, that story, that's a great one of doing because then it's chatty and yeah. then they have to slow down. Robert Hallam's a shift worker, often working 12-hour days and then nights um, and come find it difficult to, to fit in the right balance. Um, some advice there was don't get tied into the seven-day week. You know, mm. I've got a couple of clients that like you, Robert, and I'm encouraging them to think differently about their training plan. I want to look across the effort across a 16- or 18-week program rather than 
on a day by day, week by week, because life gets in the way. So think imaginatively, think creatively about when you do your runs and how you do your runs and factor in things like your uh, sleeping patterns, your fueling, because it will be different for you guys and girls that are, are working than not the traditional nine till five. So think outside the box would be my advice on that one. Yeah. Um, is it a last question? I think this is the best, best question to finish today's show. Now hand over to you, Wilco. From David, YouTube, uh, massive fan of the show. Is pink scientifically proven to make you run faster? Yes. Over to you, Wilco. Well, what a finish. Thank you very much for joining us again this week. If you've got any questions or we you may put a question out and we didn't have time to get around to it today because we had so many, stick them on an email, longrunshow at gmail.com all the way through the week. I'll check them at regular intervals and we'll try and include as many as possible. So uh, please drop them in. We are back next week at 7 o'clock when the boys will be reflecting on the wonderful time that they undoubtedly will have at the South End. Half Marathon, big thank you to Sketches for their support. And um, please write us a review. Let us know what you think. Write us, Drop us a line. Put your reviews on your podcast provider of choice, um, whether it's Apple, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you go. Don't forget, you're invited to a birthday party next week. Massive. Seven o'clock. And email Friday. in if you want a birthday special intro, because I've yes. got two minutes to spare next week. And send an email and we can discuss cake delivery. Yeah. Who's sending us donuts? You've got to send in four <laughs> places, remember? <laughs> so thanks ever so much, people. Remember, you can catch this, catch us on Facebook and YouTube live at 7 o'clock on a Friday night or but via your usual podcast providers. You can download us, take us on your long run. Have a great weekend this weekend. Lots of love to everybody going down to South End particularly. Whatever race you're doing, take care. Do your best. Hydrate. Fuel properly, behave yourself, and have a great time. And we will see you here next week at 7 o'clock. Thanks very much. Tobe, titles please, mate. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.